0: What's up, lovers and friends. I'm Amanda. And I'm Marty. And welcome to the Crazy Love podcast, where we discuss all things mental health, relationships, and the Black community. So, SPARK for this week is a conversation on friendship and Black women, and we have some very, 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 very special guests. Um, I know I've mentioned them before. I I mean, I didn't say their names, because it wasn't any other. <laughs> <name>. But <laughs> now I can say their names and who they are. So these are some amazing friends, some sisters of mine, my line sisters, amazing, awesome, dynamic women, Joy and Cam. So Cam, um, Cam B. Louise, to be exact, is co-owner of Eccentric Tees, a T-shirt company that caters to Funny, funky and freaky folks of all shades, shapes and sizes. She has been always been labeled as the quirky nerd and after years of trying to fit in has decided to stand out by creating a brand for people who want to express themselves. She enjoys karaoke, dancing and going to the beach in her spare time. Cam resides in South Florida with her wonderful husband and business partner. Say something Cam. Hello, 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 everyone.
1: Thank you so much, Amanda and Marty, for having me on today.
2: Thank you, oh, Thank you.
0: <laughs> and now, Joy, uh, Joy Hartfield, to be exact, is the owner and principal consultant of Millennial Dynamics, an educational consulting firm that provides culturally competent and modern sanctioning and life skill modules designed to resonate with and empower students with skills and tools to reach their full potential. She and her husband, Frank Hartfield Jr. serve their community through their nonprofit, You Good Incorporated, an organization committed to eliminating the the stigma, excuse me, associated with mental health in the black community, which is great because that's also what we like to do. Um, (laughs) And Joy and her beloved business partner and beloved husband, they live in North Carolina. So say what's up, Joy. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me, y'all, I appreciate it.
2: Thank you,
3: Joy.
0: Yes, thanks for being here. So, got lots to talk about today, but really, really, really excited to uh, dive into it. Um, So, I guess I'll start with the first question. What does sisterhood between Black women mean to you?
1: I guess I can go first. Yes. Sisterhood for me, uh, especially among Black women, is just so amazing and special and powerful for me. My tribe growing up was always full of Black women, my grandmothers, my aunts, my mom, my mom's best friends, who I also called my aunts, because let, let's be real, I'm Black. They were my aunties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. aunties.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's just so amazing, so transformative. And it has such a unique power to make you feel seen in a way that I don't necessarily get from other people. Like Mm -hmm. when a black woman sees you, she sees you. And that is what black sisterhood and black friendship means to me is being seen for who I am and not having to put on the mask, not having to code switch, but just being allowed to be myself.
4: Yes. Yeah. why wow. How do you how do you follow that, Cam? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think kind of in that same vein, but you know, even shifting into something I don't know if I can even put into words um, is knowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, knowing that I remember when we were initiated, and uh, one of our advising sorors said you're never alone in the world now and I never forgot that um that stayed with me for forever it stays with me even now um and that is the connection I feel when I am near especially Delta's. but black women um Mm -hmm. is that I just know I know and she knows right um and in that moment I'm like if anything happens my likelihood is to connect with this purpose, this person in this moment. And it's just a knowing and it's a comfort that I am good, I'm walking, I'm doing great things and all this, I'm, I'm focused. And if something happens or something derails me or you know, in that moment, I know where my comfort is and I know that I'm not going to be alone in navigating this. And that comfort kind of feeds into my confidence uh, as a, as a, a practitioner, as a, just as a woman in general just knowing that exists and knowing that support is there, even in moments when I don't need it, but when I do, I know, and it's just knowing. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a really good answer. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, both so, of y'all had a really...
2: Go ahead.
0: I would say both of y'all had really, really great answers. Um, and I feel like for me, I think, you know, sisterhood between black women, it really means empowerment also like, so I definitely agree with y'all. It has definitely supported me. Y'all supported me so much throughout the years um, through like the ups and downs and everything. And so it really, yeah, I, I just agree wholeheartedly with just how dynamic sisterhood between black women are. I want to let other people speak. I kind of want to say something, but then I'm like, mm, we have guests. So let me let y'all talk a little bit more. Well I thought
1: so, the
3: podcast was for discussion. I would love to hear your perspective if that's if that's
1: okay. Y- yes, yeah. please, Amanda. Same please. please share. Please share so I can have one of those moments. See, I've been listening to the podcast, right? So I'm in my car and I hear you and Marty speak, and I'm always like, this is what I said would have said in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I need y'all to have that same energy so I can jump in and be like, this is I'm this is my chance to say what I want to say. <laughs>
2: Like I've been waiting for this moment. It's time. <laughs> been waiting.
0: Been waiting. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> I will say this: nobody can hype you. Nobody hypes you like a black woman, a uh, fellow black woman. Like seriously, and that's like the number one, number one thing. I I see it everywhere, and I think I I not even just love to see it. I just adore seeing it because I think you know we've spent so much time. Um, like in the past kind of beating each other up and tearing each other down. Um, and I think there has been a resurgence of, resurgence of that in the media, but I think, you know, on the flip side of that within social media and creating communities amongst each other, like we've empowered each other to like hopefully combat those issues. You know what I mean? Like, Cause I, I don't know, I know that there are people out there that are down, like trying to tear black women apart. Um, Cause we are the most disrespected, the most least protected rather, excuse me, um, group in the country, but yet yeah, we're the most educated. We're the most fierce, <laughs> we're the most fashionable. Um, and so just having a, another black woman stand up for you and support you just means so much because we do get the short end of the stick so much that it is so beautiful to see us lift each other up and put each other on a pedestal because we deserve. We've had, <laughs> we've had too much crap come at, at, at us, and I think the one thing that I've saw like recently that has really like made me feel great and like I love to see it is like Black women expecting and like valuing luxury because a lot of times we've been put in you know places of subservience. So it's like, no, sis, you deserve. You have a spa day. You do what you do. You drive that Benz, sis, because you are. <laughs> Okay, you know, so I just, I just love to see us hype each other up and to support each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of this, I'm probably gonna be sitting back and listening, jump in with a question or two. <laughs> but one thing that has constantly come up in really all your answers is about the connection to other people and how everyone else around is important to that dynamic. So would you consider your friendships like part of your village, like the people that you go to no matter what? Or if something's going on, you know for a fact that no matter what, I can call up one of my friends and have a conversation with them about what's going on. And and vice versa, if there's an issue that you have been able to have that conversation with that person.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, like I will, I guess I'll just say that I invited Joy and Cam because I feel like they are, you know, my little village. I have a a couple other people, but I feel like y'all are a good solid village and a good group to bring on here to talk about this, so.
1: It's very interesting that you use the term village because in the last year I've been I've been doing a lot of things, Amanda knows this, a lot of personal development things. But one of the things I've been doing is trying to define my tribe and just what I want that community to look like and what I want to be able to share with those people. So very much, Marty, You, the, I guess my answer is in your question. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I see this as my tribe. I see these, these women on this call uh, with a few others. Um, <clears throat> I have been friends with the same people for years, <laughs> for many <laughs> years. I can count on one hand the new friends that I've had within the last 10 years because I've been Amen. friends with the same people <laughs> for so long. These are people who I went to school with I, or I graduated school with or um, we went to each other's weddings. We were in each other's weddings. I want us to raise kids by each other. Low key, since I decided I want to have kids, low key want my kids to marry one of y'all kids.
0: <laughs> I mean,
3: it
1: would be great. I mean, I've thought about that before.
0: I've definitely thought.
2: <laughs> the reverse JD and Turk, I got it. <laughs> like
1: we, like we not there yet. We not there yet, right? Oh, um, but- but once they start coming, please, like kid, please don't don't make me meet new parents. Don't make me. <laughs> I don't I don't want to meet your little girlfriend parents. I already got you a I already got an arranged marriage on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
0: that though, no, Loki.
1: I'm low-key Been trying to convince every every place I move, I try to convince people to move to where I am because <laughs> I want. <laughs>
0: But Florida crazy. Florida got
1: Florida man. But Florida got the beach. Amanda, what's the, what's yeah. the temperature? What's, what's the temperature
0: currently? Girl, it's, six, it's 60 <laughs> degrees today, so I'm not oh. upset. <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: what was it last week?
0: <laughs> we're not talking about last week. What we're talking about today. Oh, my goodness.
4: Um. Well, my, my take on it is... I... I have kind of a similar perspective as Cam and that I want those people to be around me, who my people are. Um, I think I approach it a little bit different. I think I'm a little odd in that is, you know, I and I probably should be better than this. I get really focused in on my work and my day-to-day um, and that has served me well professionally. Um, but also I look up and I'm like, oh gosh, when's the last time I talked to my mom? I'm like, oh, you know, when's the last time I... You know, even yeah. you know, talk to any of my friends or any of my, my my sorority sisters. And so and I'm really bad about that. I am really bad about that. And so, but when I think about my tribe, I know that's not always, you know, my, you know, big whole family. Same. I think about my my core nucleus is my people, the people who I've over year over the years built these relationships with, those people who, no matter how far away we get from each other physically across this country or, you know, even across the world, that if anything is needed, that those people, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure they're okay. You know, and, and vice versa is that though, you're my people. Like, you literally are, are literally my tribe and my go tos and the people who I ride for, the, regardless. So you need me and you call me, you know that I am, I'm there. I'm there for you in a way that you need or would like for me to be to be there, um, whether it be emotionally, whether it be you know prayer, or whether it be flying to where you are and just sitting there. Um, so my my unconditionals, my unconditional relationships that we're we're gonna we're gonna rock this out because these are my people and we feel that deep. It's not shallow. It's 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 deep. So mm-hmm.
1: I definitely agree with that, Joy. It's definitely, and it's not about who you talk to every single day, exactly. Always. Because no one talks to me every single day except for my husband.
0: (laughs) Let's keep it real on that one because, yeah, Reggie talks to me every day, but
3: I don't
0: know.
1: But it is about, about that connection. It's about knowing that you can call this person and they'll be there. They'll be there to drive you home when there's an emergency. They'll be there to put gas in your car when you need it. They'll be there to come pick you up when you don't have a a Mm. way to get around or you need food. I know that's what I always think about. Joy, joy will always make sure you are fed.
0: Thanks, thanks. If I eat, if I'm
4: gonna eat today, which I'm going to, and I can help you eat today, why wouldn't I do that? You know what I'm saying? If I'm gonna Mm -hmm. eat, if nothing else, I'm gonna share what I got. But I love to. You need a pizza or something? You need some groceries
1: at the house yeah she really we will. can make that happen mm-hmm. yes yeah, joel have 50 dollars, and she'll be like okay look we
0: can make this we, work we she's, both hungry she's a strategist, we both right? hungry
3: <laughs> <laughs> how we gonna make this work <laughs> oh man
2: yeah like i would love to say that i've known everyone here for over 10 years yeah, we're all old. And um, Joy jo- jo has always been the adult. Like, of everyone, she's been the adult.
3: <laughs> <sighs> There's some times where I certainly was not the adult.
4: Hey, yeah, I've seen senior- I had my moments growing into it. But that's normal. We don't, you know, that's normal. We, don't we all to, do.
0: Exactly. We're not going
1: to go there. Yeah, we, we don't
0: have to talk say, about that. We all that. had those moments. We don't have to
3: talk about that. We, we literally anymore. All, exactly. We literally all had
4: those moments. Yeah, that, I was, was on TNN, though. I see what you're saying. I was yeah. <laughs> interchangeable for the most part. But we all, we all had those moments. So I know what you mean. Uh, we're <laughs> always thinking about the consequences and okay yeah I would yeah I would (laughs) say Joy
0: and Marty have always been very very responsible (laughs) me and Carol (laughs) it's been a little shaky it (laughs) it it (laughs) hasn't
1: been it it wasn't that I wasn't responsible it's that I didn't want to be there (laughs) (laughs) something that I don't want to do let me go home (laughs) yeah I'm not interested
4: (laughs) (laughs) I literally just had random flashbacks that involved. I've had a
0: few. I've had a few since we started having this part of the
4: conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all, yeah. So from that, then moving over to like the, like Marty just being such a good friend and being so responsible and just watching him do that Mm -hmm. and uh, watching Amanda do that, um, (laughs) <laughs> be
3: there in it uh, and then
4: Cam just a freaking always being so even keel, even when something would happen, she still would just be really calm and just a good heart wanting good things to happen. She just want, she just I, we were similar in that. Just you just uh, want why is that I don't it know. I frequently,
1: I frequently got pushed uh, too far and I was no longer even.
4: <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, you would your voice stayed even even when it was like okay, Damn turned okay.
0: up on me before Cam really?
1: me. I did. I did. I did. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that we'll very, talk very, about man, it you know, later. We will talk about it about when this. we get
1: yeah. off of this what's <laughs> the next question, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we
4: gonna talk about this later. Oh man. That would have scared me. <laughs> I didn't know how
0: to I really didn't know how to feel. <laughs> Whoa,
4: I think I crossed the line. Are you, are you okay? Well, go go ahead. Go ahead. Right.
3: When, you,
0: so, when you when you we hear the story, you'll be like, oh. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm gonna say. That's literally all I'm gonna say. And then we'll
2: talk
3: about it. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So backing up, well, doubling up on this question about villages and tribes and your close friendship circles um did you see the women in your life growing up having that same type of relationship with other black women
1: i did i definitely uh, my mom has had the same best friend since she was 15 years old (laughs) wow the same one yeah so it's very long time uh she uh, they were very very close even with distance even with you know marriage kids divorce changing jobs changing cities whatever they've been very close I don't think they've ever fallen out um they're just now getting to the point where they're um my mom's best friend's parents have passed away so it's like my mom's been really been there for her recently and it's just beautiful to watch that and it's always been a goal for me to have that like just to have a friend who stuck with me like that and and God bless me and I have multiples you know (laughs) you know um but yeah my mom has the same she's gotten a few new friends in the last maybe 15 years but in a lot of ways we're very similar like that she's had her best friend, she met one in high school, one in college, um, two of them right after college. And she's just stuck with them for 30 years. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: so She might be mad at you for that. I, <laughs> I, know, she, I know she does.
1: Well, it's a good thing that no one knows who my mama is because she does like to act like she's my sister. She going <laughs> <laughs> be so bad. You know, you know I'm not old enough to have friends that are 30 years old. That would have meant we were friends when I was a baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how has that impacted uh, your friendships now? Like seeing how she was with her friends. Uh,
1: it definitely uh, set a precedent Mostly for just what it means to show up for someone and also what a family means because my mom she has siblings, but she's my grandmother's only child. So she didn't have she has half foot siblings, but no one who lived in the house with her. So it meant that sometimes you choose your family and that really opened up a lot of options for me because I'm also my mother's only child, so I didn't have I had my cousins, which who were amazing, who are amazing. Shout out to y'all, B five, but <laughs> um, but it also meant that my friends could become my family, and I think that's very much that very much is what has happened since I was probably in middle school. Uh, My friends have been the people who I, who I call, who I, who I treat like my sisters. I think it's part of the reason why I wanted to join a sorority so I could have that kinship, that sisterhood, uh, those ladies that I could call on when I needed them, who I would fight with. (laughs) We would yell at each other and everyone knows I'm not a yeller, but sometimes (laughs) you got to yell to get your point across. If you're in a room full full of people, sometimes you got to (laughs) yell, um, so it's definitely shown me that even if even when you do have those moments when you yell or you get out of your character, that doesn't mean that we're not still us. That doesn't mean that we're not still family. That doesn't mean that yeah. this isn't still sisterhood. That just means that sometimes you disagree and you make up and you move on.
3: Mm-hmm. So that answer you your enjoy? question. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
4: This uh, took me to this place where I'm like, oh, I need to unpackage some of these things. Um, <laughs> uh, so to, to answer the first question, um, I saw Black women show up for each other. I didn't always see these dynamic friendships necessarily. I did, you know, see some kinship when it came to like my mother and her cousins when we would go home um, to, to the depths of Mississippi to go visit our folks. Um, but my mom was a bit of a loner, you know, she worked a lot, you know, and, you know, she didn't have, I didn't see a lot of female friendship or women's friendships, um, you know, amongst it within her, within her, her life. Um, I'm sure they existed, but that wasn't something that was very present. My Nana, I did see her have friends. Um, and some of those friendships you can tell were, were lifelong and, and beautiful deep friendships um but she also was this business lady and I think in a lot of ways I kind of modeled a lot of my behavior after her and didn't even realize it um but I also was a responsible one growing up so I had to be the one to to see where the pitfalls were to be able to sense the danger to be able to come up with strategies to avoid it get where we need to go all of that as the oldest of a lot of children um and when I I got to the campus of uh Mississippi State and I saw the most dynamic, you know, group of women, young women I had ever seen. And um, slowly started to realize that so many women in my life were Deltas. <laughs> and <laughs> um, they just hadn't boasted about it. And a lot of my, my upbringing, a lot of them just did what we do in our sisterhood, community service, making sure you're taking care of other people, being aware of what's going on politically and, you know, out there encouraging other people, all this kind of stuff. And I I saw that and I realized I wanted to be a part of, of a village of women where I can contribute this same thing because I saw myself in them. I saw this, this, ah, you know, it's hard to, you know, to describe what it is, like I was talking about earlier, but you see it and you feel it and you know that you belong, you belong here and what you can bring to this because you see yourself in that and so that that was a big part of what catapulted my relationships with uh women long-term relationships and the ups and downs and the navigating personalities and that it, it is okay if you disagree and you're still there like not leaving not bolting and you know I don't want to deal with it I don't have to it, it changed that for me and my my perspective on relationships holistically shifted Um, when I joined my sisterhood and it it helped my relationships with people, with friends since then, um, and yeah, important relationships, even beyond just friendships that I have. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Woo.
0: That's interesting. I, I feel like I have a different perspective than both of you. I mean, my mom was very, um, like she was definitely very involved in a lot of people's lives and had a lot of she was close with her sister she was the oldest of two so like she has two younger sisters that she's very close with she has friends she had friends from high school that she was still cool with her friends from college because my mom was also a delta um so she her line sisters I even still like when I post stuff about my mom now I still hear from them so like it's very good to I don't know. I don't know. I like I said, it's interesting. I thought I had my thoughts together when I started talking, but I didn't. But I'm gonna get it.
3: Together.
0: <laughs> Anywho, so um, I I say all this to say is like my mom was definitely a good example of seeing like socialization with black women. She was always making new friends. She was always willing to put herself out there. She's way more of an <laughs> an extrovert than I am. I definitely got a lot more of my dad in me and his personality. Um, You know, like, I like people, but also at the same time, like, I'm gonna keep you at a distance, I need to, you know, finagle the situation, see what you're about, before I can really, you know, give you all of my love and commitment, like, I'm gonna be nice to you or whatever. But (laughs) anyway, I'm missing, but um, she always was like, forging relationships, and always like, one thing that I want to say, and I don't know if y'all had this experience, too, she was always promoting the black community, like, making sure that I knew about, being Black and was proud to be Black. So like buying me books about Black inventors and Black history and things of that nature. And I don't, I didn't necessarily mention that on here, but I wonder if like people had that growing up too. Um, Because I think part of building those strong relationships with other Black women is being proud in your Blackness. And like realizing like because i mean you can build sisterhood with other women and i do have friends of other you know cultures and races and stuff like that but i i don't know i feel like that connection like i said between black women is just unmatched um and i loved seeing it with my mom because like even though my mom had like she struggled with some of her friendships like she would talk to me about like sometimes giving too much of herself and i feel like sometimes i feel that but at the same time like when I think about like my relationship with God and I feel like you gotta show people show people love, like show people's God, God's love through yourself, like have him use you. So like, I don't, sometimes I struggle with it, but then I'm like, okay, let me talk to God about it. And it's fine. Cause I think, you know, sometimes people don't necessarily mean it. Like we, like Joy mentioned earlier, she gets into her own little world and like professionalism. And I think we all kind of do that sometimes where we get into our, our tunnel vision is on and we're like focused on this one thing, but um, it's not like we're not accessible to our friends or people who wanna reach out or people who care and love, uh, love us, you know what I mean? So I think when you think about somebody and they're on your mind, you gotta reach out, just make sure they're good, you know? I don't know, but I think it's important, I guess, because I think you never know, you just never know how long we have, you never know. So, and I just say, I'm saying that because I'm thinking about my mom
2: so
0: yeah
2: Whew. um that i have words but i don't have the words mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go to the next question yeah that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right can you name or any of y'all name the last time someone that you didn't know who was a black woman just helped you or was there for you at a certain time like like for instance you wasn't expecting help or even if it's something as simple as in work where you someone you didn't know but they pulled you to the side to say hey try this or do this or even after you do an interview and you meet someone randomly and they'll be like hey you did good with this next time do this like anything like that has ever happened to you
0: So I, I'll start, um, but this is actually with somebody that I like, I know this person. Um, actually, I think everybody on this call probably knows this person. Um, I know that they have like their own blog. So I kinda, I'm just gonna shout out their blog. Um, so hopefully people will go look at them cause they're an amazing person. They're doing really, really great work with it. Um, the Shay mom, um, but she helped me like in the middle of me having interviews. I was a mess, I was crying. I don't know what, I can't even remember why I was crying, but I was not having a good day. Um, But she kind of helped me, like she talked me through it, helped me get my life together um, and realized like I can do this. And that pep talk in that moment really like, I don't know if she even remembers that this happened, um, but it meant so much to me in that moment because I just, I still remember it. Like this was maybe like 2013, no, 2012. Probably like 2012. Um, yeah. Or like
4: the year, the fall before, I think it was 2012.
0: Yeah. So it, but it, it was very meaningful. Like, and it still means a lot to me. And I just love to see her growth and all the stuff that she's doing. So like, I'm supporting you from, a, from far away, sis. And I really wish you nothing but success. So that's one of my a few more but
1: you know I want to not hog the spotlight girl this is your podcast (laughs) yeah but I brought y'all on okay Uh, well Um, go ahead Joy go ahead I am frequently supported by black women I think it's a virtue of my career you don't see a lot of but I'm not going to tell y'all my real job <laughs> But In in my day job There's not a lot Of black women There's not a lot of black women in my field I sit on the board of A prominent organization within my field You, you just don't see a lot of I'm the only black person on the board I think I may be the only black person In a leadership position <laughs> you Hey think, you back You just don't <laughs> tend to see a lot of black people a lot of black women in these roles so every time a black woman sees me it's like she's always like oh oh that's what you do oh you you bad. go ahead girl like I always get um cheered on by black women Uh, I know when when I first started uh when I was 24 I would get a lot of kudos from just people who would pass me in the hallways and they would say, Oh, you were in that meeting. Oh, Oh, okay. You do what? How'd you, how'd you start doing that? What, where'd you go to school? What'd you study in school? So it's, and I, I always appreciate that attention and just like those little cheerleader moments that I get from black people in general, but particularly black women, because it's, it's, it's so easy. I have imposter syndrome. So it's so easy for me to doubt myself to look around the room and go, Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't feel like I belong here. (laughs) Uh, Even though I I do, I'm here. So I must belong here. Uh So it, it, it's really invaluable just to get those kudos from black from, you know, the diaspora period, you know, uh, just to have people say, I'm proud of you. Even though I just met you, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that's really lovely.
4: <clears throat> um, for me, I get it in so many little doses. Um, that is happy moments that I just kind of savor when it happens. And so it's, you know, I, there are several that I can name that were big moments. I think I will tell that story, but I think that support can happen in at any moment. And I think this was so beautiful about it. And it's usually in a moment where you actually do need it. Or it's in a moment where you're like, you know what? That that kind of set the tone for my day. Like, that was really nice. Um, in my most recent promotion, um, I stepped into a role that, you know, was pretty cool. Like, it's a, it's a pretty great place to, to be at my particular age. Um, and
2: <laughs> when I stepped into...
4: <laughs> When I stepped into the role, uh, obviously when you look around in your field and you're like, all right, so you know what to do. You know how to do it. You're about to blow this out of the water. But for some reason you're like, you know, I wonder if everybody else knows what I'm capable of doing. Or I wonder, you know, X, Y, Z. And a few weeks after starting my role, I was pulled um, into a one-on-one with my supervisor. And she was just pressed about this one-on-one. And I was like, this is the middle of summer, and we were doing all this COVID planning and it was just constant. But she wanted that. And so she's not a huggy-feely emotional type person. She's very just you know from the from a city where you just that you just you do what you're gonna do, you get stuff done. But she started that conversation by saying you interview for a job there was national search. You were the selected candidate. You're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, You you weren't given anything. You're here because of the the work that you've done and what you're going to do. So just don't forget that, that you're supposed to be here and that you were the selected candidate for a reason and I hired you. And I was blown away by, by that. One, because it was so huge. And the impact that that had, you know, it was was phenomenal because it really helped me get out of my own way um, before I can even get in my way in that moment. And, but I, that, that that stuck with me and just knowing that people need that as much as I needed that in that moment, but she made sure she, and she told me when she stepped into a similar role, you know, she she had that was like, can I handle all of this? This is huge. And she said, I wanted to make sure you understood that stepping into the role. Um, and even preparing to—I to, was an interim in before stepping into this role—and the same thing with the person who's now my peer, um, saying you are X, Y, Z, interim, permanent. You are this. You do what you do. That's all you have to do here. Is you are this is your role. You don't. You're here to do it. Just do it. And she, it's almost like she gave me permission to really step into it and not worry about. Well, what are people? Is this okay? I don't want to be presumptuous. No, you're here to do the job, so go do the job, and let's see what happens. And again, helping me get out of my own way and to really excel. And so those women doing that was so huge, and they they it did it. They didn't have to, but they were intentional about doing that, and that made so much of a difference for me. Um, I think that's why I was able to step into the role permanently and to be the selected person um because I really stepped into it I I stepped into it as if it was mine because at that moment it was my job to do and I did that and so for me that was huge personally and professionally
0: that's amazing honestly I I wish more people would do that really and truly
2: Mm -hmm. yeah let me double a little bit on that one um have y'all been able to do that in return to someone? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Um, in being in the role that I'm in, I, I have the ability to, I, I know that, the, that me having that same conversation will have an impact. And so I'm intentional about positive reinforcement, encouragement, in particular, some of the work that uh, you know some areas of my team do, it can be heavy. <laughs> And so to be able to say, you know what, you, I just want you to know you're doing a good job. You, this is something I'm seeing you work on and you're, you know, working your butt off and that's appreciated or a random, here's 20 bucks for it. Here's your lunch today. You know, a cash app, you. Hey, you'll go grab lunch on me. Just know that, you know, your work is appreciated. Um, you know, but those little things become the big things. As mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Abraham from Mississippi State used to say, little things, and they do. Because you remember being recognized. You remember being appreciated. Even though in that moment, it was like, man, my dad, hey, I'm going to send 20 bucks to this person mm-hmm. um, and tell them you're doing a good job. Those things give people the confidence to step into the job that they were hired to do and just to do it. People just need mm-hmm. support because imposter syndrome is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I want you to perform at your best, I need to make sure you're feeling your best. And mm-hmm. so I want you to know
0: your your value so you can keep bringing that. And you know how I see you exactly and people will want to stay i mean i'm not even gonna go there we're not i don't even have time to talk about that but i will say i i feel like i haven't had that opportunity i did in my previous role because i feel like i was working with more like um i was able to mentor more young black women but i feel like now i don't really get that as much um you know i made my choice i moved to a pretty caucasian area (laughs) (laughs) we don't like the cold you know everybody you know I tried to clown me about the cult today. Um, but I wish I would I but I, I am currently mentoring like an a student athlete and she's also from the south living up here. So that I have been able to pour back finally, so it feels good, but whoo, it's it, it's a struggle up here.
2: And it still counts, Amanda, like even if it's not what you do now, like doing it period, like whenever you had the opportunity. Whether it's five years ago, whether it's two years in the future, like as long as you're able to give that energy and be there for someone, that counts.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought y'all said everything. (laughs) I definitely pour back into people. Uh, not just as a supervisor or a coworker, because that's pretty easy for me. You know, you just buy people food and they're really happy. (laughs) T-shirts, people love that. Um, Like, because people just enjoy being thought, everyone wants to be thought of, so that, and appreciate it. So that's pretty easy for me. Uh, I have mentored high school, college level, and some Black women in my career field. I have, they still reach out to me, you know, to this day. Um, I don't strictly mentor Black women. I mentor anybody who asks, you know, for a question. One thing about my mentorship is sometimes you find yourself being mentored even when you don't ask for it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So
1: (laughs) a lot of times I I just, I will talk to people. I'm like, oh, well, have you thought about this? It's basically the same thing you do, but it's a better title and you make more money. Have you thought about getting this certification? And then, boom, you you can add $10,000 to your salary or you can just move a department over and suddenly, you know, you have easier work and you have more prospects. So that's one thing that I do. I really do enjoy doing uh, saying, oh, well, you do all this for these people. Have you ever tried to do it? yourself <laughs> as like an independent yep. and, like start your own business then you mm-hmm. can kind of say what you want to do I've been trying to do that with my mom low-key uh,
3: she,
1: <laughs> uh, she don't listen to me though because she I think my mom's like brilliant but she don't listen to me <laughs> I feel you um, what
0: well, I, <laughs> I feel you Kim I also feel you on the fact more so the fact of like I mentor anybody. Cause I mean, I have students of all different, you know but I do find, you know, special relationships and I'm a little biased. I ain't even gonna hold you <laughs> Be real about it. But I'm also very real with all anybody that I mentor like anybody, I'm gonna keep it very real with you. Cause I have a, <laughs> I have a little Jewish guy, student that I mentor right now. I love him. He's great. He's great, but he's funny. <laughs> anybody but you're gonna get the real and everybody ain't ready for that mm-hmm.
2: quick question for y'all i know the answer to this but i don't think everyone that's knows the answer to this so i'm gonna ask it <laughs> so we know that the last year has been just been crazy um when's the last time all three y'all was together
1: Twenty nine,
0: twenty eighteen. Was we it got married last?
1: 2018. <laughs> 2018. I
0: mean, technically, Cam got married last, but we was at uh, I think it was Robin's.
4: What was it, Tara's uh, graduation from May? That
1: was or... also twenty eighteen. All of that was twenty
0: eighteen. Oh wow! Sorry, to be calling y'all out, but
1: it's fine we
0: have four events in oh dang can you bleep that, <laughs> <laughs> you to people that bleep they fine they fine
1: yeah we have four events since 2018
0: wow yeah we was uh well you know maybe subconsciously we didn't know but we knew i mean technically we were supposed to have something in for our ten year in april last year we
4: were we were supposed to all go, go to florida with swimsuits and and take the pictures on the beach like oh
3: yeah yeah everybody else like everybody else but it's fine it's fine, fine. <laughs>
4: fine. we'll still gonna be
3: cute
4: um, yes indeed oh uh, no it's probably it had to be 2018 yeah, it had to be like mm-hmm. wow, wow that's that's why
3: but yeah. that's the thing
4: it just feels like you know, it, it's almost weird when I fool around and be in the room with somebody, I'm like, I ain't seen you in person in so long. And it's even, mm-hmm. out, especially with COVID, is making me realize that. So when I'm, when I see you next, I'm like, you are here? Like, this is so wild. Mm-hmm. Like, so wild.
3: Yeah.
0: It has, I mean, cause we were, we did some like Zoom stuff last year, but haven't, I feel like, when is, I know the last time I saw Joy was right before we moved up here. We visited, we had mm-hmm. a visit. And then, Cam, I feel like I've seen you before. Like, I know I've seen you in person not too long ago. I
1: really feel like the last time I saw both of you in person was 2018, because in 2019, I went to Coachella in Las Vegas. (laughs) So baby, I have money to come see y'all, I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think, because 2019, I, I went to New York City a lot. Like, that was my thing in 2019. Oh, I miss going so badly. Let me stop talking about traveling. Because every time I talk about it, I just get really sad.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm traveling again. I'm going back to Las Vegas once this is over. (laughs) Once this three-panel display is over, girl.
0: (laughs) It's got to be over first. So I'm not not even... I'm just trying to keep focused on what I can focus on right now.
2: And we just... Pray for the best. That's what we're at. We're praying for the best.
0: Yeah. Because
2: I think the last time I saw all of y'all was at Amanda's.
0: Also,
1: 2018.
2: Waited thing. That, yep.
0: Yeah, that was in 2018. That was in, yep. Wow. Um,
2: because I moved in, you know what? And then right oh, before
0: that, we had spent New Year's. We all spent New Year's together. We're not, Cam, you weren't there yet. But
2: because you lived that was. That Ooh. was 2017,
0: 16th, 2016. Oh, man. I, Whenever we went Charlotte? to Charlotte. Yeah, we went to yeah. Charlotte. I just Charlotte. can't remember. But I thought that
2: was 2017, oh. but
0: maybe I'm sure. It was going into
2: 2017. I don't know. I had. It was going that. into 2017.
0: I don't I, I remember. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. It was going into 2017. Okay, but then I'm trying to think, because I feel like. Oh yeah, it was. A, that was a fun night. That's all I would say. <laughs> good That <laughs> was a blast. We went to this like old, uh, <laughs> this old event, like New Year's event, camp in Charlotte. Woo! The that did not know how to make no drinks. No, <laughs> no. it was a old head party, and
3: it, it was. It was a
4: good time. could it was a good time. A halfway, but boy,
2: yeah. yeah, couldn't get a drink for nothing. But uh, the music was great. It's the probably the was best DJ. Me- it. It's probably the best DJ party I've been to in a long time. <laughs> well, I think at that time we were the only people under thirty. Yeah, we
0: were. Yeah. All- <laughs> 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 we, most of us were still in our twenties, huh? We yeah. yeah, we were still in our
1: twenties. Yeah. I think the only maybe person that was over thirty was Reggie. Was Reggie. Reggie.
2: Yeah. Oh, and Reggie. Mike. Mike. Mike was not thirty at, at that time. Joe, you got to be but-
1: the only person. Hold on. Oh yeah, no, who- no, he had just turned
0: thirty. Mike just turned thirty. <laughs> No, no,
2: no! It was 2016. You said it was 2016. It's 2016.
0: Oh, okay. Mike had just turned up
2: 29.
0: Okay, never mind. Yeah, thirty <laughs> Reggie.
1: Joy, you gotta be the only person I know who, like, when somebody say they in their thirties, you're like, "Yep, I'm in my 30s because I'm still like, "Am I? Fr- are you sure?"
0: <laughs> it, it, I'm, it, I'm embracing it. it. My twenties was trash. Uh, I am thirty. 30? I don't. I don't
3: even
1: know, man. I still feel 16, so there we go. I mean, awesome. I'll
0: say I feel about 24, 25, because 16 is too young. I need, I, to, I swear, I, I need to be able to rent my car. I mean, you still do it because you're know, <laughs> 16,
1: but ever since I've been 16, I've had to count the years, and it's like, oh, am
0: I that old? Are you sure? <laughs> it's like, oh,
3: yeah,
2: it's it's really shocking. I was. I think I've told a man of this before, like, all of last year, before I turned 32, I was 32. Like, that's the first time that's ever happened. Like, my, I was 31, and every time someone asked, 32. 32. They have no aging reason. yourself up. Yeah, and it's starting to happen in my head now. Again.
3: Okay. And I'm like, wait. chill out.
2: like Yeah, just wait. wait. <laughs> I got a good five, six months. It needs to chill, big time. Um, so, how to do this one. So, part of just growing up and adulthood, just in general, is that friendships kind of fall off. Um, me and Amanda talked about this before, and we said that we never had, like, a bad friendship breakup or something like that. But have y'all ever experienced something like that? Or... Where it just kind of fades away, like it's there, but it fades.
0: Right. Or I mean, if you did have a a bad breakup with a friend, that's also something if you feel like sharing.
1: I've definitely had a bad breakup, not recently, but mm-hmm. it, it, during college, and it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty messed up um, because we we had a a friend group, so it definitely created some problems amongst the women in the group because now it's like my best friend she straight up told me i can't i can't take sides because she did this to you (laughs) she did this to you and i'm sorry but i can't just like abandon my friend uh which i understood uh but it was pretty it was pretty nasty she was pretty nasty (laughs) uh to me and no one's friends with her anymore because i I got the benefit of, you know, seeing upfront. Oh, this is not the type of person I want to be friends with anymore. Uh, and it took them a few more years of kind of putting up with that behavior to go. Oh, yeah, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't entertain this anymore.
2: How did that uh, affect you?
1: I was really hurt uh, because. You know, when when you're in college, you think you're all grown up, right? <laughs> so I, I I honestly thought I left a lot of that back um, just ridiculousness in high school, like I. You know, in high school, you fall out with people and you don't know why. No one knows why. You know, you, sometimes you just feel away that day.
3: <laughs> but
1: in college, I, I I really thought we were past that. And this was so what I thought was out of character. Now I know that it wasn't out of character because she she essentially wanted to test our friendship. She wanted to see how much she could do and I would still stick around. Because at Mm. the time, she was closest to me in the friend group. And I don't think uh, she was getting the attention from me that she wanted. So she was like, let me test this. So where I could have, she tested me once that week. And I think where she messed up is that I could have forgiven that once. But then she did a very similar thing a week later. Mm. Uh, And it was too much for me because I told her, this is really messed up. Please don't do that again. And she tested and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like you can't just, um, she, she played a prank and it literally had me in tears because I was so scared. And you can't just manipulate people like that and mm-hmm. then go oh oh cam i'm just joking this is i'm just this is just a joke you can't do that to people Mm-mm. it's it's no, you can't. it's too much um so it it was extremely hurtful uh i still with like i missed her for years after that um i don't miss her now because i don't know who she is anymore you know after you don't know someone for so long you don't even know who they are um but i missed her for several years after that and i'm is just very unfortunate um, that I lost someone who I was very, very close with. Um, actually, now that I'm talking about her, she made me think about my friend group. And I have fallen out with other friends, but it just wasn't as big of a deal to me, I guess, because it was just, um, it's just what it is, you, you know, when someone shows you who they are,
3: mm-hmm, believe, believe them, don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, don't, don't play those games of trying to, oh, no, they were having a bad day or, you know, if someone's doing something and they can't explain why they did it to you, either they're lying to you or they're out of alignment in themselves. Uh, and if they're lying to you, you can't do much to make them tell you the truth. And if they're out of alignment with themselves, only they can fix whatever is broken within themselves. So they may not even be in a good place to be a good friend to you. Ooh. That's real. That's, I was thinking that there's probably a lot of
4: there was some trauma with that or something that definitely needs to be worked out. So when you have somebody who's like, I need to test that, you know, like have you been abandoned before? Or people, leave, you know, that that just that comes from a deeper place because she did mm-hmm. love you but wanted to see and how much she could push you to see how much does she really love me? Does she really love That's that's internal. And if you mm-hmm. don't start working stuff like that out, it can, it can spiral down and it can become who you are,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that's not that's not pretty. When you lean into all of the negativity and you don't get that stuff worked out, Right. it just you think stuff like that is okay, and it turns into other things. But man, um, yes, I'm sure I have. That was definitely in college, though. Um, there was only like one. There was one one that was felt like a real breakup. Um, and I think that person literally was trying to break up. Um, just not happy with the amount of time that was being spent. Um, it was kind of like a possessiveness over over my time, and I just felt like that was really odd. We weren't in a relationship, so I didn't understand why that, that you know why that you're not spending as much time being a friend. You're not spending, you're spending more time, you know, being involved or doing this. And I'm like, is this a relation? It, it just felt like I was mm-hmm. being, you know, you know, fussed at for not being with a significant other. I just felt like, you know, a friendship is one that, you know, you understand and support the fact that, yes, I want to go, you know, be involved in BSA. I want to go, you know, see what the sorority is uh, talking about, what the, what the woman talking. you know, I want to go do that you know, be a part of that with me or be a part of my experience. But and but, you know, so I've had a couple of those situations where well just one. And then I had another one that it was somebody from a high school friend who I was just growing and changing. I want to say I was probably a senior in college before this person just kind of flipped out on me it was like, well, we don't have to be friends anymore. It was just random. And I was it's like I'm just living my life. I didn't do anything, but I think some of that is just grown. When you grow apart from some people, and it's a normal part of you know development. You know, into young adulthood is you know you learn who you are, you learn who you're not, you begin to figure those things out, and that naturally is going to progress into you and other people that you're you were one person with with these set of beliefs and with this trust, uh, train of thought. But as you both start to think differently or they continue to think a certain way, you don't, you're naturally going to gravitate towards people who you have similar thought processes and new people, people you're around more often. So that's something that's natural. And I'm okay with it because I understand that that is natural. Um, but I've never had any that I can think of. Somebody who just podcast and be like, uh-uh, yes you did. <laughs> but not, <laughs> I've never. I've never lost a woman friend in a, in a devastating way yeah i've never l- lost a um a, a black woman friend in any devastating way.
1: Yeah. if somebody scary. came back and say uh-uh then obviously joy is healed she is <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> if She's
4: so gonna. i really am not trying to be hateful or i truly are just
1: she no you don't, have to, be, She's moved you don't on. have to be you hateful. don't have to her- be I'll, right, I'll exactly. say it for you. Don't call Joy with no mask. Exactly. She's, She's liberated and
0: free them. and healed. <laughs> uh, no I
4: am still friends with some of those the people that I was friends with, were like, you know, freshman year, because I'm hoping some people, I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking about them. The person I'm talking about probably doesn't even be like, you know, I exist anymore. And that's okay, because I have no idea what they're doing with their life. But so if we, we still know each other, then it ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna talk about. I promise that if we've talked or seen each other in the last several years,
1: well, that's not how I feel. If it might be you. <laughs> if you, if if my story resonate with you, it might be you. Cause I don't want that energy around me. Keep that energy to yourself. <laughs> don't bring that negative yeah. energy over here.
4: <laughs> Please don't reach out, cause I can promise you. We don't care. Like it. Not <laughs> I'm not wasting breath. I'm just trying to
0: say. We too old now. We too old now. It's I so won't old. text back. You should be I old now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't text back. On. I'll probably block you, but you know.
1: I won't block you. I just won't text back. Or if I do, it'll be some real petty. It'll be like, girl, grow up.
4: <laughs> Wait, and it'll text back in a moment where I'm feeling really kind hearted, and I'm like okay people have feelings but I'm not gonna like go back and forth about you know something that happened you know years ago. It, it, we, it's really okay we're it's okay we, we, right yeah. we should have both moved on right it's, it's all right yeah. yeah
2: and I think a lot of a lot of what we go through in college really mm-hmm. there's too much change in college college is just like middle school there's a lot of child, a lot of changes, and you're learning really, really fast <laughs> about stuff that you had no idea about really, really fast. So things change ASAP. So you I don't think it's it. as bad as middle school,
0: though. Middle I'm, school is horrendous. Know, well, college, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: You know, like I the mean about freedom. the changes,
2: though. I mean about the change though. Like just the change of dynamics between how I think one of my friends, her teacher, said this: like before, before middle school, you're You're being handheld, like, and once you get to middle school, you don't have that anymore, other than your parents at home. Now you go to college, you don't have that anymore. It's all you. And you're learning more of what you like, more of what you want to do. And sometimes it doesn't line up to how you was two years ago or four years ago.
1: So. Am I still in college? I feel like that's <laughs> <arrogant>. <laughs> right. That, that's feel a right. Really I'm good still question.
0: changing and growing. Right. <laughs> but yeah. ooh. so this is probably going to be our last question because we've gone a long time. This has been a, such a good conversation. But I this is OK. This question resonates with me because I feel like I don't like when I see women be like, I don't get along with other females and I only have male friends. Um, You know, like Black Girl Magic has been a thing. It's been very popular over the past few years. So like, what would you share with a woman who feels, you know, that there's no value in friendships with other women? Like, what would you say to them to let them know that there is? I would
1: say that so I have, I feel like I have two answers to this question. Uh, two parts to my answer the first part of my answer is that women just like men are very complex so there is to say uh, I don't get along with women or I can't be friends with women or all women are jealous of me or anything like that is ridiculous (laughs) because Mm -hmm. women are not a monolith we just aren't Uh, we we are very complex, we are funny, we are mean, we are smart, we are just so many different things. Sometimes we are all three of those things. I was just saying things that sometimes describe me. (laughs) You know, know, we are all of those things. So so to say that you can't be friends with 50% of the population, that sounds insincere.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: sounds like if you really think, if you've really internalized that belief, you need to question why, mm-hmm. and you need to question the validity of those feelings, because it can't be every woman. If, if it's everybody else, it might just be you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the second part of my answer is that I truly believe statements like that have an element of misogyny. I think sometimes we internalize being feminine is bad, being, uh, um, women being on the same team is impossible, women are always catty, women always want to steal your boyfriend, like like we all city girls in here, <laughs> we city girls sometimes, we're not always city girls, you know, <laughs> um, so I definitely would also, if you ever felt the need to utter those words, I would explore what misogynistic messages you may or may not have internalized. Because I I honestly think anyone who truly does not like one gender or the other, anyone who's like, I just do not like men, or anyone who's Mm -hmm. just, I do not like women, that is, again nonsensical to me how can you not like 50 percent of the population (laughs) that just doesn't seem that that doesn't make sense to me so you really want to question some of those messages that you may have taken in whether Mm. on purpose or not and and come to the realization that you know women are just as complex as men Or if you don't think men are complex, that's a problem too, sis. You got to work (sighs) with it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, People in general are complex and we have different interests, different different likes, different dislikes, different Mm -hmm. attitudes, um, different beliefs. So maybe, again, maybe it's just how you think of these people. That's the problem, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the people themselves. Yeah.
0: I'm more of a Meg hot type chick though, you know, you, you <laughs> know your man, he can send funds though. <laughs> oh my, God. Mom. Oh.
4: My, my answer to that would be, uh, it would depend on how that information or how that statement came to my attention. If I'm sitting there talking to a student and they're just having a casual conversation in my office, sitting on the couch in of my office or something. And I, I would, um, I would then challenge that person. I'd say, you know, let me challenge you with a different perspective because at the end of the day, all I can do is provide you with perspective. You have your experience, you have your life lens, whatever you went through to get you to the point where that is your your feeling. You know, I can't say that that is not something that is real for you. What I can do is provide you with more information to maybe making a more informed decision about how you view things Mm -hmm. or how you assess relationships with people. So that person may have had some bad fallouts with women in their life. And that may be because handling conflict uh, with another woman may be something that they are not, they don't do well. That may not be a Mm -hmm. a skill that they have. And so when they have conflict, um, they may distance themselves or fight, you know, verbally or fight physically. That could be from upbringing. That can be from something that they Mm -hmm. have observed and seen. That is, it goes deeper than just, I don't like women. No, there may be a reason why that is not something that works well for you. So Mm -hmm. that's something I would challenge them to explore because fundamentally we are born, you know, hating another person for any particular reason. Newborn people are born, they will play with anybody, with anything, like they're just, you know, but somewhere along the way this became your perspective. So Mm -hmm. I would challenge that. And because my experience has been, yes, uh, obviously any person's had bad experiences with with most people, most different types of people you interacted with, but overwhelmingly, I've had impactful and at, at women be in my life to empower me um, and to support me. And so that being my experience, I can share that that is something that is possible. And it's also okay for you to maybe better get along with you know personalities where you know certain conversations may be different or certain behaviors are, are maybe more comfortable for you. Maybe you grew up with, You know, a lot of brothers or a lot of men in your Mm -hmm. family. And so that's just a natural comfort for the types of things that normally may be said or done in groups of maybe, you know, southern guys from, you know, um, from Alabama in a particular town. They may have culturally there may be certain things that they just do that you're drawn to because maybe that was like all the people who you adored growing up, your uncles, your your dad, your grandpa. And so all of that shapes you, though. Mm -hmm. And so maybe she has a reason to feel that way uh, but all I'm going to do is offer perspective and to be able to empower them more information to analyze what they're thinking um so that they can come up with a decision that is right for them so if they're 50 years old they've taken all these tools and things they've determined I just don't ha- like hanging out with women well my 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 response will be you be great like you know if you know if, if you hanging out with <laughs> women is not going to be positive don't just do what makes you happy and if what makes you happy is kicking it with your guy friends then who am I to tell you if you aren't willing to put the work in to look at something differently then you're not going to do that so you do what makes you happy uh, but also challenge yourself to grow and to evolve and to change because it's a beautiful feeling and I would leave it there
1: that's a good way to
0: end it I feel like
2: (laughs) well thank y'all again yes thank y'all so 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 much much. this
1: is (laughs) so good Oh, yeah, this has been y'all. a
2: really good conversation, like a really, really good conversation. And Thank
1: you for having us.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah y'all have no idea how much this means to me and to Amanda. Just to yes. Get y'all on here. Oh, I,
3: thank y'all.
2: I, 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 yeah, we've probably been talking about this since before we started, so mm-hmm. it's good to uh, get y'all on.
1: Excited. We're the second and third guests, at, Um, so it's real nice to be here after Reggie. Really. Oh, wait, no, and Kayla, so we're the third and fourth. So, it's nice to know that the only people higher up on the list are your husband and your sister. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, that made me laugh. All right. So, thank y'all once again for listening. Please remember, we want to hear from you. Um, yes. Please send any letters with questions, comments, feedback, and topics for us to discuss in the future. And if you would like to join us for a discussion also in the future, please reach out to us at crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. Once again, crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. Also, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us and help us reach more people. Um, also, please feel free to reach out to Cam and Joy's businesses. I will link their information in our show notes. And I'm going to remember to put them in the show notes. (laughs) Um, Mm So, once again, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all again for being on this episode with us. Yes, thank you. I'll see y'all later.
0: Yes, take care. Thank you. Bye, everyone.